This is another Astros podcast. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Joe Espada, Astros bench coach. Also works a lot with the Astros infielders. And the infield's been in a state of flux since Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve both went down. And Correa, of course, coming back uh, yesterday and, and getting back into the lineup. And obviously, you know the impact he can have in the middle of that order. But his impact on defense, especially with as improved as he's been this year, I mean, it's it's immeasurable. Yes, he's like uh, he's like having your quarterback back on the field. Um, he uh, not only he solidifies our defense, but also helps uh, making sure everybody's on the right spot. Um, so having him back, it's it's, it's huge. Uh, Bregman did a fantastic job, you know, at short, you know, Marwin and and Yuli's done a nice little job at second base, which he's going to be playing there today. So everybody's doing their part, and but again, you know, Carlos is the guy that puts everything together. You mentioned Correa kind of being the quarterback on that infield. Have you ever seen a player as young as Correa be able to show those leadership qualities this early in his career? No, he's uh, an elite defender, elite baseball player. Um, his qualities, his leadership qualities are, uh, you know, they're unbelievable. Um, I'm proud of the work he's done, how, you know, how serious he takes defense, how much he, how he understands the importance of uh, playing with defense. You could have... You could help this team win games, you know, both sides of the play, you know, both sides, either offensively and defensively. He understands that, and he makes sure that everybody's on the same page, so, which makes my job a lot easier. Now with uh, Altuve and Correa both out at the same time before yesterday, you've had Marwin moving around. Of course, he's used to moving around. Julie Gurriel, I mentioned playing second today, he's played a little bit more third. Uh, we saw Bregman move over to shortstop. With all these infielders moving around because of the injuries, what sort of challenges, if any, does that pose for, for you and for those guys? You know, we, we kind of we work in spring training. Everybody did some work up the middle and, and uh, has much we shift. Guys find themselves kind of those areas up the field very often. For me, it's more the positioning, uh, knowing uh, hitters' tendencies, uh, you know, changing coverages with like two strikes or hit and run counts. And so going through that prior to the game is what is most challenging, you know, making sure that Yuli knows his priorities or cutting relays, for example. Um, and making sure that Brickman helps him out when he puts both of them off the middle, changing coverages, who's the guy that could they could hit and run with and counts and all that kind of you know, tricky stuff that goes into our daily preparation. That is the most challenging things, but they already know um, since we play this team so many times. So, um, but I'm, I'm proud of their work. Um, you know, pitch, everything starts with pitching, and we do a nice job defensively, and we feel like we in every game, and as long as we do that, we'll be in really good shape. How much do you and the team change some of the shifting and some of the infield coverage based on the personnel because obviously guys have different strengths, different weaknesses. You know what, for me it's more uh, on our pitchers, how pitchers are going to attack our opponents. Um, you know, I have a lot of confidence in our guys. I think they all can cover ground. I, I, I think they're all athletic enough to play all over the field. But for me it's more how we're going to approach uh, the team, how we're going to pitch them, how the hitters are going to react, who's going to try to bunt. There's, you know, they're going to try to hand run against us certain, you know, certain times, so we can make sure that we make our adjustments defensively. Uh, Maldonado, you know, adding Maldonado also is huge. You know, the running game now is less, and now we can hold our ground a little bit longer. So a lot of things that we take into consideration when we uh, when we get ready for a game. But again, it goes, a lot of credit goes to the guys that they pay attention to details. And they're doing a really good job. You mentioned Martin Maldonado coming over from the Angels, and he's a guy who has a reputation of throwing behind runners. He will throw to bases more so than most catchers do. Does that affect some of the things you do, maybe put on more pickoff plays, things of that nature? Sure, sure. Now, now you know, the picks, uh, throwing behind runners, that's, that's in play now, which also 
uh, we got to create some signs, some opportunity for me telling the guys when is your best count to do it on, which are the runners that we could take big primary leads and don't hustle back after the primary lead. So all those things I'm looking for ways to gain outs. So that goes all into our preparation now. You know, you got a chance last month to be part of the coaching staff for the All-Star Game. Of course, manager A.J. Hench managing the, the AL squad. And, you know, bench coach position, manager position, it can be pretty hectic during any yeah. game. I'd imagine it's even more hectic during an All-Star Game because you're, 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 you have so many other factors trying to get everybody in. Yeah, you know, we so many, you know, I was, I was, I was at all. I had much talent it was in, that, in, that, in that room. You know, we were, I was taking it all in. You know, I figured that, you know, whoever... AJ Joe, send this guy out there, he's an all-star. He's just yeah. really good players, but there was a lot going on, making sure that I gave everybody time to get loose in the cage and be hot, be ready to go. That was the most important thing. And, you know, AJ and I, we had a good game plan going into the game. Kind of knew how many innings, how many at-bats we wanted to give guys, which it really helped. And we communicated well with the guys uh, days, you know, a few days prior into, uh, to the game. Joe Espada, Astros bench coach. Thanks so much for joining us. The Houston Astros Radio Network. That is on the outside corner for strike three. Man, did he freeze him with that fastball at 97. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks, Charlie Stinkin' Morton. Thought it was Charlie Freakin' Morton. Something like that. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Well, my guest today is Rick Riz, longtime voice of the Seattle Mariners. And the Mariners come to town. They win the first two games of this series. After struggling for a little bit, you guys have had yeah. Oakland into your rearview mirror. What is the state of mind for this Mariners team right now? Well, I tell you what, it's completely reversed than it was three days ago yeah. with a final game in Texas and the loss there. Everybody was was down. They, they had a team meeting a few days before. But Scott Service, he's done a great job with this organization the last three years and managing this ball club and managing 25 different personalities that seem to change on a daily basis. He shook things up. Yeah, you know, sometimes you have to do it. This ball club played so very well the first three months of the season. They were like 25 games over 500, and then hit the doldrums. They weren't scoring any runs. They were averaging about 3.3 runs a game after scoring about four and a half runs a game. This is a good baseball team. They just needed to be reminded they were yeah. a good baseball team, and he made some changes. He put Mitch Haniger in the leadoff spot. Denard Span second. Gene Segura third. It fired him up. D. Gordon in the number nine spot, so he still had that speed in the lineup yeah. at the very bottom, along with Cameron Maben, and it really worked. Mitch Hanniger, as you know, has taken off sure. with the three big hits a couple of nights ago off of Verlander and two big hits, two doubles, and a run batted in in last night's game. And of course, there's the veteran guy, Nelson Cruz, who just seems to always come through in the clutch. He's so dependable, he's such a great hitter. He got behind in the count, worked it full, and hit that big double off the wall left center field. So sometimes you have to shake things up. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But it's really worked for this ball club, and I give Scott Service a lot of credit. Sometimes it's just something simple, and pitching coaches will yeah. talk about it. Just move to the other side of the rubber. They'll yeah. make up something. Yeah. But if you change your mindset, you forget about the losses that are mounting or what's yeah. going on in the standings. And Isn't it remarkable what a coach can do, affect his yeah. team just with something simple? I think Yogi Berra said it best, 70% uh, yeah. physical, 50% mental or something <laughs> like that. But it, it is such a mental game to to remind yourself that, you know, I got a big league uniform on. I, I can play here. I've been there and I've done this and we can do that. We've got to get back to having fun again. And right now this ball club is having fun again. And uh, it shows, you know, shows in the clubhouse. It shows in that dugout. When somebody hits a home run, D. Gordon pops out of that dugout, giving everybody a high five. They are a team. They are close-knit. That happens at spring training from day one when guys get up at the clubhouse and talk about themselves 
their biggest fears and their biggest triumphs and things like that. They they bond together and uh, they grind out at bats. You know, and that's what we've seen, especially the last couple of days here against two of the better pitchers in all of baseball. Hey, Rick, uh, we've watched Felix Hernandez over the years and probably one of the best pitchers of our generation. Uh, he's down in the bullpen now, and yeah. I'm sure that was excruciating for the manager to give him that yeah. news. But how hard has it been for you guys to watch, not to where he's fallen, but where he is right now? Yeah, it, it's tough. It's really tough because yeah. this guy has been so good for so long yeah. at such an early age. At 19 years of age, he came up Sparky in August of, of 2005, and he blossomed into one of the greatest pitchers in the history of the franchise, right. along with Randy Johnson. I mean. Felix has all the records, the most wins, and innings pitched. And uh, he's, he, he, but Father Time has a way of reminding you that this is not an easy game. He can still be effective. Every pitcher, every player, you, you went through this as well. You know, as you get older, you have to figure out different ways to get it done. You have to make adjustments and evolve. And and I think Felix is in that process right now. I think it's going to happen. The best thing going for Felix Hernandez is that competitive spirit that he's had ever since he picked up a baseball as a kid in Valencia Venezuela. I believe in this guy. He's going to figure things out down in the bullpen and he's going to work his way back into the starting rotation where he eventually belongs. But every I think a lot of guys go through this and uh, he's going to spend some valuable time down there and, and figure it out and he will. Last thing Rick uh, about Robinson Cano he, he ends his suspension after this weekend he'll rejoin this team. The team really picked up their pace when he left, kind of galvanized yeah, yeah. because they knew they had to pick up the slack. But is it going to be a, a kind of a jolt for the team when he gets here? I think so. You know, maybe for just a moment, but, you know, Robbie is such a huge part of this. Yeah. And uh, I think when he gets in that clubhouse, it's going to be, okay, guys, let's do this. Let's, let's get this thing done. He's working really hard at Tacoma. Now he's at Class A Everett. And uh, I, I, I don't think he's going to miss much of a beat. Right. You know, he's going to pick up where he left off. It's going to be, he's so talented, but they need his bat in that lineup. Now it's going to be a creative process for Scott Service to put him in the lineup every day at a different position because D. Gordon has been so outstanding at second base. So you're going to see Robbie at first base for Ryan Healy. This kid's been outstanding as well. You're going to see him play a little bit at third base, give Kyle Seeger a day off, maybe at shortstop, maybe at second base as well. So it's going to be interesting to see where he is on a daily basis. But the Mariners need his bat. They're going to welcome him back, and I can't wait to see him back. That's the state of the Seattle Mariners. Who better than Rick Riz, the voice of the team, to give us that update? Always great to catch up, Rick. Sparky, always wonderful to see you. Thanks, buddy. You want to hear this ridiculous question we got on Twitter, Robert? Sure. The following is a production of Great News. Astros Radio turned my wife into a fan. Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. She doesn't really like baseball. Should I keep her? That is crazy no don't keep her robert ford and steve sparks it's ridiculous fielding your baseball questions dump her the opinions of steve sparks do not reflect the opinions of the houston astros radio network the houston astros doesn't like baseball that's silly radio network